welcome to the Raiders Training Camp Podcast, presented by SiriusXM. Live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, here are your hosts, Jesse Merrick and Eddie Pascal. And as the voice of God said, Eddie Pascal here with Jesse Merrick. And for those of you guys watching on YouTube, we are back in the big studio, feeling good, feeling excited as we get ready for another Raiders preseason game. And, and Jesse, like, we are at the point now in training camp where it kind of feels like it's the dog days. We're a few weeks into this thing, but we are still every single day learning a little bit more about this team. Yeah, slowly but surely, you know, we are forgetting what day it actually yeah. is. I oh, think man. it's Friday, but what does Maybe, that even mean yeah, anyway? Right. You know, but yeah, it's getting to the point now where you look forward to the game so much more. Uh, you know, because that's where you get to draw some more storylines out of these things and stuff like that. And, you know, you get to watch what guys do in live fire. And now they're going to be doing it over at Allegiant. Obviously can't wait for that. But now, you know, also seeing, too, the adjustments that are made after the games and what guys maybe kind of start to separate themselves in terms of where they're getting reps and things like that. But as you said, it's all kind of... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we are, we are going to get a nice little palate cleanser because in just a few minutes, we're going to roll our interview with A.J. Cole, one of my favorite people in this entire building. Oh, yeah. And he was great. He was so great. I encourage all of you guys to stick around. We talk about football and not football and hair and RVs and roofs. And <laughs> we, we kind of hit it all, don't we? Yeah, I think with a guy like AJ, you have to hit a little bit of everything. And he never disappoints with anything that you dive into. He's multi-talented. Obviously, you guys will see some of the dance moves as well. I mean, it, it's great. Yeah, he is the best. But before we get to AJ, we got some business to attend oh, to. Yeah. So we it's been a few days since we last did a version or an episode of the show. And really, over the past couple of practices, Jesse, my kind of big takeaway from what we've seen is Joshua Daniels and the staff really working on the situational aspects of this football team and what they're going to come across in 2022. We've seen red zone, we've seen two minute drill, we've seen all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's been really kind of nice and, and a you know a nice change of pace to see that addition and that kind of wrinkle into the into the practice script. Oh, big time. And yesterday, you know, he said they kind of tried to create as much of a scrimmage type atmosphere as they could in all those situations, you know, and that was the part there where you could really see, you know, the reps in that one over and over and again about how guys react in those certain situations, taking TV, TV timeouts. You know, it's the little things that you don't think about until you get to the game, but having repped those and also seeing how the coaching staff responds in those situations. You know, each staff is different. So knowing, you know, how Josh or even one of your assistant coaches is going to handle a break and what they're going to be talking to you about and what you should be thinking about makes all the difference in the world as you prepare for a real game. So knocking that stuff out is massive. Um, you know, and again, just getting these guys reps in this system, in those situations, makes all the difference in the world because then it becomes muscle memory where you can go out there in the game and you don't have to think about what you're doing in that moment. You know, all right, this is what they called. I've been here, done that at practice a thousand times. And I think one thing that's been really, really interesting to me over the past couple of weeks in particular, but really we've seen it since January, is there is no stone that goes unturned in the Ziegler McDaniels, uh, you know, kind of operation, right? I mean, we talk about the situational football. We talk about, you know, everything down to the TV timeouts and how they're navigating those like Josh and the staff and Dave and his staff have put so much thought into what every single period of every single practice of every single day looks like and, and I know it sounds like you know to some it's like oh boy like do we really need to work on the time yes the yeah. answer is yes the short answer is yes you need to work on all that especially when you have the benefit of having this extra week at camp like the Raiders do yeah it not, might not be like the sexiest thing in the no. world and all this stuff and like look every coaching staff is detailed but there are levels to this thing and it's very <laughs> clear that McDaniels and Ziegler and their staff are on a different level you know than many other coaching staffs are I mean that's part of again hey going back to the storyline yeah. of the New England you know west southwest and everything but it's true though you see that you know very regimented this is what we do there's no like 
no question as to like what they're about. You know, it, it's very clear that they are detail oriented and they're going to put you in as many situations as possible so you're ready for game day. And at the end of the day, if you're a player and a fan, that's all you can ask out of your coaching staff. You know, and you and I have talked about it a lot where it feels like everything that they do from the top down is done with purpose, right? I think yeah. that's the term that we keep coming back to. Everything is done with purpose. It's done for a reason. They're not wasting time. We're not doing anything for the sake of doing it. There's a method to the madness. Yeah. But speaking of guys that have been rocking with purpose, the, the wide receivers yesterday in particular practice, Jesse Merritt, whoo, cooking. They were cooking with gas, yeah. man. I mean, they were on fire. You know, there, there were some drops. That was the only issue in that one. But the DBs had some issues, you know, trying to cover them yesterday. You know, and a lot of it was, I heard that what coaches were saying was technique, you know, and things like that. And obviously there's some guys missing from that group. But having said that, the receivers were on points. Their routes were crispy as can be. Hunter Renfro out there doing his thing. T. Billy continuing to impress throughout camp. Uh, you know, Mac Hollins had another good one as well. Keelan Cole always, you know, dissecting the defense in his route running as well. Those are some of the guys that suck out. And obviously, you know, we're not always going to bring up Devontae Adams, but just assume the guy is getting it done on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, it's funny because you and I were at practice, I think, what's today? Friday. So we were in practice Tuesday, either Tuesday or Wednesday, and we were talking about how with Renfro, I mean, you look at him, right? And this is such a, a tired storyline, but he yeah. doesn't look the part of a wide receiver. He's not overly fast. He's not going to run a 4-2-40, but he just finds a way to get open. And I imagine it's such an interesting space for a DB to live. And right now it's all the Raiders DBs got to go against him. But to say, hey, I know this this guy's not going to get behind me, but how do I keep him in front of me? Mm -hmm. Like that's frustration wise. That's got to be as frustrating as it gets for a DB. Because if you get beat deep, okay, I got beat deep. But this guy just flat out beat me with his technique and shook me in so many different ways. I don't know which way I'm looking. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's that's the thing that's interesting. Because, again, you know, the term I've always said multiple times is like with Renfro, you can run routes in a phone booth, man. And, and, you know, everything's so compact and quick, and he's able to set guys up. And we've heard Devontae talk about his ability, you know, to just go out there and talk things through and know exactly what he's doing. Even though it looks like he's out there just playing playground ball, like it's all very – it's it's part of a system for him, you know, and he's going out there and getting it done at every level, not just in the red zone. But then when you get in the red zone, that area shrinks down a bit. Yeah, good luck trying to stop the guy. Yeah, seriously. And I know we've given a lot of praise to wide receivers, as we yeah. should. But uh, I do want to share one story where it was me, you, and, and our pal Q Myers from Raider Nation yeah. Radio. And we were all kind of sitting or standing, I should say, in, in the one corner of the practice field. And we all kind of had the same realization at the same moment. I think it was Q who brought it up. He goes, he goes, man, Nate Hobbs is having a heck of a training camp. And that dude, that young fellow going into year two now, it looks like he has taken his game to a next level in 2022. He is. And, you know, we always talk about, you know, Devontae being great for this receiving core. But, man, what he's doing for this DB room as well, specifically a guy like Nate Hobbs. You know, he had an amazing rookie season, but now being able to go against one of the best in the business, and he's stepping up to that challenge every time, not backing down. You know, I, I did see one quick little reaction. Maybe I read too much into it, but it looked like Amik was going against uh, Devonte in practice yesterday, and I saw, you know, uh, I saw Nate kind of look over, and it was almost like a, oh, man, like I wanted that. Like that's rep. my rev. Yeah, that's that my rev. I read yeah. into it, and and you know, so that's awesome. You love to see that hunger out of a guy like him who wants those reps against the top dog in that receiving core, you know? And, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, the DB coach is talking about how Devontae will go over and share, hey, this is what I did. This is how you combat this against another receiver, you know? So that's something that I think is going to help Nate as he continues to grow in his game. Obviously, we saw him doing it all in the slot last year, but now as they're starting to mix him in on the outside and he's adding those levels to his game, that competition is only going to make him even better, which is scary for the rest of the league. I, I know. Think. It's crazy, too, because I think one of the biggest storylines the past couple of weeks in particular is like, yeah. has been, where is Nate Hobbs going to play? Yeah. Right? Is he going to be on the inside? Is he going to be on the outside? And I think the easy answer is, 
he's going to play a lot and he's going to play in multiple places, right? Yeah. And I think that he has really done a nice job of establishing himself as kind of this young, up-and-coming, you know, really quality DB. So if you got guys like that, you just figure out where to put them. Don't worry about who they're going up against or anything like that. Just get him on the football field. Yeah, and I think that's something, you know, we talk about versatility all the time with this coaching staff. You know, that's that buzzword. We've probably said it, man. We should have to play a drinking game for as many times as we say it, you know. But that's the thing that's so interesting about this staff and specifically on defense. You know, there's going to be so many guys that do move around. And he's one of those pieces like, man, if I'm a Raiders fan, I want to get this guy involved any way that I possibly can. Why would you limit him to just the slot or just outside? Maybe, I'm not saying we've seen this yet, but maybe we see some work out of him in a safety role in some sense, you know, or as a dime linebacker. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't put it out of the question with this coaching staff because of the ability that this guy has. And he's obviously, you know, he's got the smarts to figure it out. Otherwise, they wouldn't be moving him around right now. And, you know, so that's the thing where I think it's exciting because this coaching staff, more so than I think any in past years, is going to put these guys in the best possible positions, but also going to be giving them the opportunities to show what they can do at every position on the field. Yeah, get him on the field, Yeah, right? Figure it out, get this dude on the field. And I think especially now where we haven't seen the return of Trayvon Mullen yet, yeah. uh, Rocky Sin has missed a few uh, handful of practices, now the importance of Nate Hobbs is, is growing. And I'm not, I'm not here to sound the alarm of nah. injuries or anything yet. This is what, August 12th, 11th, 12th? And if you got the, yeah, uh, the, 11th, the 12th, the 11th, 11th right? Yeah. Uh, so we got about a month until we play meaningful football. So I'm mm -hmm. not here to sound any of those alarms, but you need to have healthy DBs, and if Nate Hobbs is your best healthy DB, you got to figure out a way to utilize him and maximize his, his time on the field. Exactly, and even more so with that, you know, as you continue to put more on his plate, mm -hmm. imagine how much easier it will seem when he only has to concentrate on one thing. You know, when those other guys are back in the lineup, when it's Rock, when Anthony Averett's back in the mix as well, when Trayvon Mullen is healthy, you know, as that continues to move along, it just gets easier. You know, think about it at work when you're doing your job on a daily basis. If you're getting a million things thrown at you, and then all of a sudden you get something taken off your plate. It's a game changer. That's going to be no difference for a guy like Nate or any of the guys on this team. And it's funny, too, because, I, you know, you and I talked about a lot. We're heading into this season. I think it was, you know, fairly there were some questions about this, this defensive back group. Yeah. But you just rattled off four really, really good DBs. Now, granted, we haven't seen a lot of, of a handful of those guys because of injury and for other reasons. But if you can get all those dudes healthy and cooking at the same time, that's that's something to, to hang your hat on if oh, you're if you're Patrick Graham. 100, percent and that's one of the reasons why I was higher than I think a lot of people in this you know about this uh, DB room you know specifically. I think well, look, Rocky Seen is a guy that has been I think very undervalued by many teams around the league. And and again, going back to that tired storyline of the Patriots and everything like that. But think about how much they've been able to maximize getting guys that maybe other people weren't as high on, and they squeeze every inch of potential out of these people. Well, that could be a guy like Rocky Seen who maybe flew under the radar. A real tough, you know, man coverage type of guy comes in. Anthony Abert, another guy, got his first opportunity because of so many injuries that happened and comes out there and shines. You know, these are guys that pro football focus, not that they're always, you know, the end-all, be-all yeah. of rankings and stuff, but have rated very high, very highly, you know. And so these are guys that come in and, and you come into a new defense with a defensive coordinator that's trying to figure out different ways to get you involved and throw you in there. Massive. And then again, you note the fact that Trayvon Mullen still hasn't even practiced yet. And then his skills get skill set gets thrown into the mix with all this stuff. I mean, there are a lot of pieces in just that cornerback room in general, and we haven't even talked about the rest of the defense and all the other guys that have the positional versatility as well. You know, we go from a group where I think it's we, – we still have questions, right, in the DBs, to a yeah. group that we don't have any questions about, the specialists, right? Uh -huh. A.J. Cole, Trency, Daniel Carlson, uh, about as money as can be. They're not going anywhere. anywhere. We know exactly what they're going to bring to the table in 2022. Uh, and we had a chance to talk to A.J. earlier today. 
and just fantastic. Just you know, so good. He, he was okay. Yeah. He was all right. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, actually, we are going to talk about right. AJ, you were just okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to ratchet much, it up next you know, time. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy, I mean, look, he, he's always gold anytime when he steps to the podium to talk to us in the media or whenever he does anything with us on the podcast or with you guys at Raiders.com. He, he is a awesome guy to have on the team, that's for sure. 100%. And I say this all the time. AJ just gets it. Yeah. He understands what we do. He understands the goal of what it is that we're doing. And he's just great to hang out with and, and enjoy a conversation with. So enjoy of, you know, the conversation we enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy yeah. it. Here's our chat with AJ Cole. And this is a treat. This is an absolute treat because friend of the program, AJ Cole, has graced us from the indoor practice field. AJ, Jesse and I were talking about this the other days the other day, where we were ranking kind of like friends of the program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the top tier of friends of the program has got to be the specialists, right? It's got to be the triumvirate of, of Sieg, Carlson, and Cole. It has to be. We're the only people with enough time to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have to be us. I don't know who else could even be a contender. Yeah, you guys. Have, I think you guys have a pretty good good lead. But then we got Max and Darren and those guys who have been with us for a minute. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. are also friends of the program, naturally. Hunter as well. I mean, yeah, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter was an honorary time. one. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they're more like allies than friends, though. You know what I mean? Like, they're on your side, but, like, are they here, like, day in, day out in the trenches? Like, probably not. No. I, you, you guys are day one. Day yeah. one friends of the program. But yeah, I got Eddie Pascal tweet notifications on. So no, like, you, you know. don't. I really hope you don't. <laughs> your parents might. Your parents yeah, my might. parents definitely do. But, but definitely, I hope not you, especially my on parents, the game day. My, I think my dad's a Raiders.com guy. You know what I mean? He goes on the website he, and just scrolls, looks for articles. He, your dad is a Raiders.com guy. Yeah. I can confirm this because we've had this very conversation mm -hmm. where he has said, that he really enjoys the content that .com puts out. There and I said, go. hey, man, I appreciate that. Hey, look, you got to take the support where you can get it from, right? Yeah, 100%. My mom's a photo gallery person, though. She loves just clicking through the photos mm -hmm. and looking for me. Sometimes she'll text me and she'll be like, haven't seen a picture of you in practice in a couple of days, still alive, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you are making our guys in the control room so happy right now. Their time of sight numbers are just going on. The Cole yeah. household is keeping us all employed, and that's yeah, very, Yeah, keeping nice. the lights on at 1475. <laughs> Speaking of everything going on here in this building, though, it feels like we're in like week nine or yeah. so of training camp. Blending together already. Uh, <laughs> just at this point in the program, like how are you guys doing in terms of getting through the daily repetition of a practice? And I think we have some games now, but I imagine there, it's a bit of a groundhog day for you guys. Yeah, it's actually really nice when you get into the games. It's kind of something that breaks it up. It's definitely challenging to, uh, you know, take each individual day as they come because they do sort of tend to blur together. But um, once you get into the games, it's really nice because you can kind of Treat it as like a practice game week for us. I mean, you know, with me, Daniel, and Trent going through our routine, we can sort of practice, okay, we're going to kick this day, this day, get our reps in, get our rest, and get our recovery, and kind of um, practice for the game week. So when we get there, you know, it's week one of the season, but it's really our, our fifth time going out there. So it's good to get those reps under our belt, and um, the preseason is a lot of fun. And also, I mean, this time of year, you guys are kind of adjusting to the new coaching staff, seeing how things are done. Obviously, I know you guys, the specialists, were really tight with Rich. Now with the new special teams coordinator coming in, what's that kind of been like for you guys? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you take for granted when you've been around people for a long time. Mm -hmm. There's sort of like a shorthand. You understand how the communication goes on game day, and there's not really a way to practice that. It's kind of what I figured out because, uh, you know, it's you can go through the scrimmages, you can go through the mock games and all that stuff, but when you get out there and the bullets are flying, it's just different. Um, so, you know, we have had to, uh, you know, it's a really good opportunity to get the extra preseason game and all the reps we've had just so we can get that communication clear cut with the new coaching staff and understand, you know, what their expectations of us are and how the, you know, conversation goes on game day. And, you know, I came in here and Trent and Daniel had already worked with Rich and with Byron. And so they already kind of had that down. So they kind of basically just were, I was following their lead a little bit. And so now we're having to 
develop it. So it's, it's a little bit different, but it's a, you know, it forces you to go back through and, you know, focus on what's important on what's not on game day. Yeah. You know, speaking of game day, we had practice on the indoor, excuse me, in the indoor earlier today. And then we're obviously going to play on Sunday inside. Is it beneficial for you to kind of have this day it, you know, kicking, punting inside before you go do it at Allegiant as opposed to being outside like we've been a lot? Yeah, dude, I love roofs. <laughs> so good, man. They're just like, <laughs> roofs are amazing. Like, shout out to roofers out there. Yeah. Like, You're having some roofing done, right? I am, yeah. actually, yeah. There's a guy putting my ceilings back in my good, house right he's now. He's a good man, I'm sure. He's been good. I actually yeah. got the wreck from Eddie, actually. So he's, he's Eddie's guy. Yeah, yeah shout guy. Out, So shout out to roofers, man. Yeah, um, yeah but, you know, it's really good because it's different playing in the elements and playing indoors. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where we like to try and, you know, get as much outdoor reps as we can if we're playing an outdoor game. If we're playing indoor, there's definitely a lot of value to coming in the indoor. We have one of the few indoors that you can really, really punt in. Um, and that's such an advantage to, you know, really get the true ball flight and to be able to work on the timing when we are indoors. And so that's that's amazing. Honestly, it's a big advantage for us. You've hit the roof, though, here, right? Yeah, it takes everything I got, though. It takes, like, <laughs> it's, like, uncomfortable to swing that hard. Well, that's, I was going to ask you about that. I think when we talked to you in front of all the media, you said you have, but nobody was around to see it, right? Yeah, well, that, the, yeah, I've hit it a couple times and no one was around to see it. I did hit it in a practice. Uh, I hit it twice in a practice okay. last year, I think. Um, but, yeah, I hit it one time in pre in pre-practice when I thought people were looking and I turned around and nobody was looking. And that's kind of what I was referencing like, guys, there. look what I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I did it. Like, I swear. It's kind of that thing when you're like, you're shooting hoops in the backyard or whatever and you're like, dad, come watch me and you miss like six in a row and you're like, I was just making them. Like, I swear. Yeah, it was on point. Like, just walk pop, away. Pop. Like, pretend like you're not looking. I'll probably make the next one. Yeah, outside of obviously having a ton of fun with you and, and enjoying our conversations, Jesse and I had some very serious business that we had to ask you about because when we were doing our pre-game, or excuse me, our preview of the training camp pod, one of the big questions that we had in, in, uh, in respect to the specialist was, at the end of the year, who is going to have the better hair? Yeah. Mm. Car excuse me, Carlson or Cole? Your chance to respond. My chance to respond. Um, you know, it's difficult. As I said, you know, we're kind of morphing into one conglomerate human being. Um, <laughs> I kind of like to keep my hair around this length, like not get it too, too shaggy. I've never been a man bun guy. I'm not sure if I could rock it. We can talk about that later yeah, if you yeah. want. But um, I've always been like a hat, backwards hat guy. I keep it around this length, shoulder length. But if Daniel keeps growing his and he surpasses me, then he's going to be the long hair guy, you know, it's, and that's going to be what people associate it with. So I think I got to just kind of stay just ahead of him. And if he gets a haircut, maybe I go get a haircut. If he doesn't get a haircut, I let it ride. I don't know if you've seen, Daniel's got a little stash going on. No. I don't know if you've Ooh. seen it. Yeah, he's been growing it for about three and a half years. You have, to really, <laughs> you have to really zoom in with your eyeballs to see it, but it is there. So, like, every now and then, if he'll say something, you can just say it right back to him and go like this. Gets a, <laughs> gets a laugh, like, half the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Trent's is going for a little bit different look. He's kind of going for a little, you know, some work done mm -hmm. on the sides. Sure. Some volume on the top. His uh. beard, though, we think he's going to grow that all season. He's actually got some beard conditioner. He's been combing it. It's taken a lot of pride in it, which I'm excited to see because he's never been a big uh, self-care guy. So I'm excited to see that. Because Trent yeah. does, with all due respect, he wears essentially the same outfit for, for a pregame, right? Like, I know you told me that Trent, like 90% of Trent's wardrobe is just free giveaway type. Yeah, that's, right? actually a low, that's actually a low number. <laughs> like, that's pretty conservative. It, it's probably well over 90. 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if it's free, it's for me. I mean, 100%, 100%, 100%. I can't, I can't hate it. Yeah. The problem is that we do get a lot of our stuff for free, and me and Daniel have a lot of the same clothes, so if we're going Ooh. somewhere, we do oh, have to do the little thing yeah. where we text each other, yeah. like, hey, like, what are you wearing tonight? Like, send me a picture of your outfit. That way we don't, you know, show up and we're kind of yeah. just matching because we do have a lot of the same clothes. And that's that's when the wife and the fiancé, there's there's not a, that's, that's not a win for them. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and it's not a win for them at all. But we are, maybe one day we could just have one joint closet. That would be really nice. So that way, uh, maybe we get, get like houses next to each other or something and put like a closet tree house like in between the houses, something like that. And so that way we never wear the same outfit because if I go in there, I'm looking for the red shirt, the red shirt's gone, Daniel's wearing the red shirt. Man, so you guys are giving the significant others like too many bad ideas here because you see that same shirt prank that's going around. They're going to get you guys with that one. Oh, I did see that one. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty clever. That happens like all the time on accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nature of the beast. Yeah. Uh, as, as you know, I like to consider myself our resident special teams advocate, apologist, supporter, leader of, of fandom. Thank you. Thank you. And I've been very happy this week because our specialists all across the league have been getting asked a question about kind of what their entrance you know, music would be. Uh, we've seen that a lot in baseball. The guy from the Mets has been going super viral for his incredible entrance, by yeah. the way. Amazing. Uh, and I Amazing. saw that you chimed in to at Raiders about what your, your music would be. Now, you said that your music would be the guitar solo to Leonard Skinner, right? Or excuse me, Freebird yeah. by Leonard Skinner. Now, when we were putting together this segment, I don't have that kind of money, AJ, to clear the sample to that. But I do have some money available to get a, to get a song licensed for you to kind of mock out an entrance. Would you be willing to do this for us? So we could just try it on for size. Preseason, we're, we're working through some things. Are you open to that? Absolutely. All right. All right. So let's hit your mark. Your mark's going to be back there. Okay. It's going to be right over yonder. Got to emerge out okay. of the tunnel. Yes. And then I will I will cue you. So what, what's the cue? It'll be like, when they, when you do it at Allegiant, it's like, uh, you know, fourth and four. They don't really announce your name, though, over the big screen, though. Uh, the, the I'm actually not sure. My ears don't work very well on game day sometimes, so I'm actually <laughs> not sure. Maybe okay. they, uh, I don't know. May but, you know, the coaches just go, pun, pun, pun. Okay, well, let's there do that. I'll do, I'll do pun, pun. I'll be fourth down, pun, pun, pun. Yeah, yeah. We'll cue the music. And AJ Cole comes out. All okay. right, is everyone feeling good? Everyone's confident that we're going to pull this off? Yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, let's call it fourth and two, right? Hold on, oh, quick, cl quick clarification yep. setting. Where is the uh, field? The field, ooh, ooh I, let's have you, the field is going to be right in here, in front of this camera. Off Can camera left, or off camera right, Off I guess camera left. Okay, yeah. what if I just stand right in front of my chair, like Trent's, like over there? Like, yeah, I, I think right that works. Okay yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So we'll do fourth and two. Josh just you know rattled off some incredible run. McDaniel's is thinking about it. Should we go for it? It's fourth and two. Ah! Punt, punt, punt. Cue the music. Most important part. And then, we go. and then we're good. Right. I see what really brought that home is yeah. you went with the hood. You gotta go with the to yeah, simulate yeah, to simulate the helmet. Absolutely incredible work. We'd have to call a timeout though, so I could take the hoodie off and then put the helmet back yeah. on. Um, but I mean, we're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. As well. I mean, I don't think you'd find a better intro in football. Yeah, I've always been a fan of like relievers that 
move painfully slow <laughs> from the bullpen. That's kind of what I was trying to emulate there a little bit, take a piece of that. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of relievers, they get pretty hyped up, right? And, you know, they're ready to throw that 100-mile-an-hour fastball, and they basically sprint out of there. And by the time they get to the, you know, they get to the mound, they're gassed. So I really like the person that just takes painful amounts of time and just slow walks out there. I mean, yeah. We were talking about that before we hopped on here with the floor crew, and I was like, I don't know how those guys just jet down there and go and just try and throw gas. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you 100%. Know, done for a couple innings. The heart rate's thumping anyways, and that's the last thing you want to do is take a <laughs> 300-yard jog. Yeah, like, no thanks. Four-line turnover, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of time, you've been so generous with yours. Uh, it has been such a treat to catch up with you again. We will see you on Sunday at Allegiant. I don't know if we'll hear that, but we will see you doing your thing. Uh, congratulations on everything, and we'll see you on Sunday, all right, dude? Appreciate it, Eddie. And Jesse, he's good, man. He's good. Whenever, hopefully 20 years from now, when AJ decides I don't want to bomb punts anymore, he's going to have a nice little career on TV. Oh, he 100% will. And, and I hope that maybe somebody watching that that can make some decisions, get them some things done, gets that intro pushed through, you know, over to Legion Stadium yes. when he comes out. I would think we know a guy. We yeah. know a guy. So we'll see what we can do we uh, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, speaking of the next couple of weeks, our focus now shifts to week two. Of the preseason, I don't even really know how we're kind of categorizing this one. It'd be like week one, wasn't that like kind of like week zero? Yeah, or, all right, week one of the preseason. Yeah, week yeah. one of the preseason, the Raiders return to beautiful Allegiant Stadium to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Kickoff at 1:25. Another game, another opportunity to kind of paint the mosaic of this team. Uh, big things that you're keeping an eye on on Sunday afternoon. I mean, for me, you know, there were so many things that we took away from the offense in the previous meeting. You know, the defense was great. I don't think you know we, a lot of people in the media in general, talked a ton about the defense. You know, but they did hold the Jags scoreless for seven straight possessions. So I'm going to be watching them, uh, you know, when they get rolling. I think it's going to be Sean Mannion and uh, Kellen Mond are going to be the two quarterbacks, essentially going 50-50 is what I saw from the beat reporters out there. I'm interested to see this defense against a mobile guy like Kellen Mond, who I think has a lot of talent, has a big live arm. Uh, there was a video that came out of their training camp of, you know, the throw. I don't know if you remember the throw from Zach Wilson at his uh, pro day. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's rolling one way, just chucks it up. That was a throw that everybody lost their mind about. Well, he did that in training camp during practice. So, you know, the guy's obviously got a live arm, can get things going. So I'm curious to see how the defense does against a guy like him. You know, so I'll be kind of be watching that. Also, too, specifically on that side of the ball, they talked about tackling. They said it was good early on, but it kind of trailed off later on through the game. Can they keep that consistency all the way through and be better in their checks and things like that? Yeah, I think for me, and I'll take the offensive side of things, yeah. I just want to see a little bit of consistency on the offensive line, right? Mm -hmm. I think that yesterday, excuse me, not yesterday, Thursday night was such a unique case where it was, you know, the team rushes for, I think it was, what, north of 130 yards, yeah. Yeah. and they give up five sacks. Mm -hmm. So there's some really, really good, and there's some not so good. Yeah. So can this group, and look, I once again would be shocked if we saw Colton Miller even break a sweat nah. or do anything. Also, shout out to Coach McDaniels for having a little bit of fun with uh, when he was asked if Derek and Devontae are going to play <laughs> yeah. on Sunday night. He says, well, you'll see him at the stadium. You'll see him out there. You'll see yeah. him at the stadium. There's, there's your answer. Really. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> but I think for me, it's like, can we see consistency from that group? And like, it doesn't need to be perfect. I don't think anyone's anticipating that is going to be perfect. But can we just see a little bit of consistency and feel like they're building on what they built on, or excuse me, what they started on Thursday night? Yeah, I agree. I mean, if one guy I'm going to be really watching specifically in that, you know, swing tackle battle is going to be Jermaine Illuminor. He's a guy that impressed me when he played multiple positions throughout the game. You know, at times looked very dominant, again, against the Jaguars' twos and threes. But now I want to see it against the Vikings' twos and threes, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, like, see if you can kind of continue that trend because he's a guy that really did impress me. So I'll be watching him. Brandon Parker obviously hasn't been at practice. I, 
I would be shocked if we see him out there, you know, for this game, just given, you know, the fact that he hasn't been there. Um, you know, so I'll definitely be watching that. And again, too, just the right side of the offensive line. You know, let's see now if, you know, you can see Leatherwood and Lester Cotton stack some games together because I was impressed with what I saw from them as well. In terms of stacking games, Jared Stidham, what yeah. you got, big fella? You had, a re- you had a really nice uh, really nice outing Thursday in Canton. What's it like coming home and doing it in front of the home crowd for the first time? Yeah, well, and also, I mean, you mentioned the home crowd, like these guys being able to do it and experience yeah. Raider Nation and this coaching staff experiencing Raider Nation for the first time. I know, obviously... As you guys know, everywhere that Raider, the Raiders go, Raider Nation comes out in force, specifically for the Hall of Fame game as well, you know, with Cliff going in. But I think, man, obviously coming home, it's a different breed. And as cliche as that all is, you know, that side of it, like that is that is a difference, you know. And so I'm just excited to see guys, you know, you can you can tell, you can feel the energy from them when you, you see them down there, see how they react to seeing Raider Nation pile in there and kind of lose their minds. Yeah, and it'll just be exciting for, I think, even us on the media side to oh, kind yeah. of feed off the energy of that crowd. Uh, and I think there were so many incredible moments of last year at Allegiant Stadium, Man. right? I mean, we could, we could talk here for another 45 minutes yeah. about the great moments we had, but I was so, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but I was so like, yeah, when we went to that first preseason game and it was a great crowd, people were into it, they were excited, and that's very much what I'm expecting to see on Sunday afternoon. And just to see all of our pals back in that building is going to be so much fun. I'll be honest, like, you know, for me, that was against Seattle, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I remember thinking, like, okay, you know, it's a preseason game because I was a very excited to experience because that was the first time we had fans in the building, yep. you know? I was excited to experience that in Vegas. I had been to plenty of Raider games before, but I was like, man, to experience Raider Nation in Vegas at Allegiant, but then I'm like, man, but it's for a preseason game. I, I was, it didn't at all. It was loud, man. It, it had the energy of a regular season game. And that's why I'm so excited now because it feels like it's been so long since we've been in there for a game. So I can't wait to hear the place erupt and go nuts. And, and like I said, you and I would be shocked, shocked if we saw Devontae and Derek yeah. do anything. But can you imagine the reception that Devontae Adams is going to get when the Allegiant faithful see him in silver and black in a game uniform for the first time. That's going to be really cool. I mean, look, the black hole is going to be going wild. That's something that I know Raider Nation has been waiting for for so long. And again, now the fans here locally get their first opportunity to see that. I mean, look, it's a guy that's at the top of his game, and he's on your team now rocking the silver and black 17. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, especially in, in early August, right? There's yeah. nowhere I'd rather be Heck on yeah. Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium, except maybe hanging out with you here in this beautiful studio. But we will be back next week. We'll recap the game. We have a lot to get to because we still, as crazy as it sounds, <laughs> we got a few more weeks of camp, so Just you guys couple. are stuck with us for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, it's going to be it's gonna be a blast on Sunday. Uh, and what, what kind of coverage does New 3 have come, coming up? Uh, well, for Sunday. us, this is going to be one of the first times that we don't have a Sunday night football game. So we will actually have our shows right after the game. You know, usually we come on right after the Sunday night football game. So uh, myself and my guy, Brian Salmon, will be down there live at five and six o'clock, kind of wrapping everything up. And then later that night on sports night, we'll be diving into normally during the year. I do my like, you know, kind of three keys of the game type of thing or keys to victory is what we call it. But this time around, obviously, it's a preseason game. Yeah. You don't care about the outcome. I'm going to be diving more so into like guys that kind of stood out to me. So probably like three guys that really caught my eye or trends that caught my eye throughout the game and that'll be on uh, Sunday night at 11:30. had to think about that for a second <laughs> yeah I, like I said yeah. it, totally understandable considering we are so many weeks into camp now and yeah. what are days but make sure you guys lock in with my guy Jesse and Brian too big shout out to Brian yeah, so yeah. we will see you guys next week after the game Eddie Pascal Jesse Merrick uh, AJ Cole thank you for joining us big shout out to our studio crew for making this whole thing possible today and we will see you guys next week for our next episode of the Raiders training camp podcast presented by SiriusXM. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Raiders Training Camp Podcast. Presented by SiriusXM. To stay up to date on all the latest with the silver and black, download our mobile app and subscribe to the Raiders Podcast Network. 